0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Bank of America. With the Bank of America Cash Rewards Credit Card, you can choose to earn 3% cash back on online shopping. The essentials have never felt more rewarding. Visit bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding to apply now. Copyright 2020 Bank of America Corporation.
1: What do you do when you have too many pickles in Alaska and not enough pancake syrup in New Jersey? On the next episode of Planet Money Summer School, we send supply and demand to the rescue. It's the economics education you always wanted, but
2: never got around to. Every Wednesday. Listen now to Planet Money from NPR. Happy Friday, everyone from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ann Powers. Hi, Robin. Stephen Thompson. Hello, Robin. And Saraya Muhammad. Hi, Robin. It's New Music Friday, which means we're looking at the best albums out today on July 17th. We've got new ones from Ellie Golding, Leanne LaHavis, Le Jarvis Cocker, and a whole bunch more. But we start with one of the most anticipated releases of the year from The Chicks. It's called Gaslighter.
3: Not that you asked, but I'm good. Just glad it's not a yesterday.
2: is the chicks the album is called Gaslighter. the song we're listening to is called sleep at night and uh of course until recently they were known as the dixie chicks they dropped dixie from their name in this great reckoning around race that's been unfolding this spring and summer in the u.s but before that and the big story was just that they're back this is their first album in 14 years
4: robin i can't think of a more anticipated uh album this year than Gaslighter from the Chicks, who ruled country in the early mid-2000s and then kind of left the scene for a while. This album continues the path they were already on. I know people are talking about it as, oh, it's not a country album. They've really radically changed their sound. They worked with the producer Jack Antonoff, who of course works with everybody from Taylor Swift to Lord to you name it of a pop superstar, especially a woman pop superstar. But I hear a lot of connections to what they've done in the past. Gaslighter is an album that tells a a particular story, the story of the breakup of uh, Natalie Maines' marriage. Natalie Maines, of course, the lead singer for the Chicks. But it also tells a universal story in the quality of lonesomeness, sadness, and resilience that it communicates.
5: Yeah, I wrote down Righteous Defiance. I was really taken. There there are several songs on this record that are about really the specifics, the nuts and bolts of the factors that led to the breakup of Natalie Maines' marriage, particularly around infidelity. Uh, Thematically, it kind of feels like Beyonce's Lemonade, if it were all recriminations uh, and not so much... (laughs) <laughs> and not so much with the with Forgiveness and Reunions. And yes, it's great to have this group back. Yes, these songs, I think, are really sharp and really memorable. But I also think that for some people, this is going to be the exact right record at the exact right time. And it's going to be important, I think, to a lot of people who love this, this group. I love this record.
2: The Chicks, their new one is called Gaslighter. And uh, we're starting to catch up with a whole bunch of releases that were supposed to come out earlier this year, but were postponed. Uh, This one was one of them. In fact, a lot of the ones on this week's show uh, were due out earlier this year. Let's go next to Leanne LaHavis. She has a new self-titled record. Mm Leanne Lahavis, the singer Leanne Lahavis, Her new one is a self-titled record, and the song we're listening to is called Seven Times. Uh, She's a a British singer-songwriter we've been following for a while, had her in for a tiny desk almost five years ago, which is also how long it's been since her last record. And Soraya, she says this one was a pretty transformative album for her.
0: Yeah, Robin, it took Leanne five years to make this record, although she wasn't recording it the whole time, of course. She says that there was a lot of living and a lot of dealing with change and loss, and I think she just grew up and matured a lot during the last five years. She's 30 years old now. She's about to turn 31 in August, Um, but it's really nice to hear how she's matured as an artist. You can really hear it in a lot of her songs.
4: Leanne has really come into her own And defined herself so beautifully, you know, at at some moments it recalls Solange. It it has a sort of ambient, almost avant-garde feel. And then at other moments when she breaks through, especially when she's really pushing her vocal range, I get it almost like a John Legend vibe. She can go from that really tonally rich, exploratory style to a more pop style in a heartbeat. And I love that. I love her
5: affinity for interesting covers. Her first album had a, a cover of a song called Elusive by Scott Matthews that, that I really love. This one has a cover of Weird Fishes by Radiohead. To me, she's just got an interesting musical mind and, I st- and still, I think, just so much star power.
0: I think those first two albums, they were maybe overproduced a little bit and mm-hmm. she was maybe trying hard to to come up with her signature sound but i think she really nailed it here the influences of the R&B. There's a lot of jazz going on in her Mm -hmm. music, a lot of harmonies. There's a lot of thick, heavy bass and really dirty rhythms. Even in that song that we just heard in Seven Times, there's this noisy aspect of the rhythm track that is really grounding. And it sort of exudes like a confidence in her production style. Like she's not afraid to take chances. She's not afraid to be vulnerable. I think she finally feels comfortable with all of the things she's gone through and her relationships and her life, the loss of, of family members. And she's just happy to have grown up. And she even writes in her album notes that the album actually allowed her to find some happiness and some beauty and joy in, in what she was going through.
2: Leanne LaHavis Le is the singer. Her new album is self-titled. Thanks so much, Soraya.
0: Thanks, Robin. Thanks for having me.
2: All right, another album we're loving this week out today on July 17th comes from Blue and Exile, the duo Blue and Exile. It's called Miles from an interlude called Life.
6: Second, something you call spectacular out of this freaking world The most common denominator between boy and girl The highest set of standards that's ever been established distributed to the masses for your satisfaction. We only come in peace to preach about the next coming. The first black president, what if the next is woman? This is for those becoming who you intend to be. Pull off your suits of struggle and wash your sins and see. This is finna be even deeper than a sunken ship. Two thousand plus leagues underground above the rich. And you can see them like they hands stretching out to God. And we can save them like any patient about to die. This is that big hurt that put a hurting on the truth. They never thought of wish to lead the world into pursuit. Life, liberty, happiness to be detached from evil. This is a message to and from the people, the true and living. the true and what the true and living, ah, the true and living, ah, what
3: your wish the truth, y'all, your wish the truth, your wish truth. Yo, it's Yo, you know,
2: the truth, huh? This is Blue and Exile. The album is called Miles from an interlude called Life. This song is True and Livin' and John Morrison, host of Expian's Culture Cypher Radio and the podcast Serious Rap Shit. Back for this one. Hey, John. Hey, what's up, Robin? Blue uh, is an L.A. rapper, and exile, a producer, also from Los Angeles. They've been working together for more than a decade, but this is their first project in, in eight years, and they're making up for all that time with a, a double album. Yeah, this is interesting. Blue and in Exile,
6: their debut album, "Below the Heavens," it's widely considered like a modern classic. And Blue is an incredible MC; might be one of the most gifted MCs on the planet right now. He has uh, real range and and detail to his writing, and this record is strong. Like for for two folks who haven't released any new music in nearly a decade this is a super strong project
5: yeah this record is just such a grand statement you know it's it's just so interesting to me sometimes when artists take a, a, a long time off between projects and then it's like you come back and you release all the music you would have made in that in the interim I mean this is a this is a 95 minute you know very uh, sonically and thematically ambitious record it just sprawls all over the place it's just so rich with samples it feels old school and timeless at the same time kind of this like vintage West Coast hip-hop feel.
6: Yeah, a lot of this music is centered around these intricately chopped up jazz samples, Mm -hmm. uh, little vocal snippets. Exile's really good for that, taking uh, vocal samples and kind of making them sing together, you know. And the music is so bright, it's energetic, it's optimistic sounding, and then lyrically, blue Tends to make these like big sweeping statements and and observations about life and death and all the big things. But it's cool because he can also narrow it down as a writer and focus. There's a line, uh, a real simple line, but it's really evocative on the song When the Gods Meet. He says, there's gray in the hair on my grandpa's ears. I would cut his hair and he would shave his beard, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And this record is full of like little moments like that where he takes a break from the macro stuff, life, Mm -hmm. death, all of that, and just kind of like narrows in on these little intimate emotional moments. These two are are obviously at the height of their respective gains and, and it's cool to see both of them
2: you know, pull it together with this big, broad record. Blue and Exile is the duo. Their new one is called Miles from An Interlude Called Life. Thanks so much, John. Thank you, Robin. Let's do one more album before we take a break. This comes from Jarv Is. This is a project of Jarvis Cocker. It's called Beyond the Pale.
3: You walk into the cathedral that you will feel something but all you feel is empty So you think that you are hungry That's why you're always eating Fried food in front of famous buildings And always I am watching Although you never see me Oh. Oh.
2: This is Jarve Is. The album is called Beyond the Pale. The song we're listening to is Sometimes I'm Pharaoh. Uh, and as I mentioned, this is a, a band that Jarvis Cocker formed a few years ago in 2017. They've mostly been a live band up until now. And and this is their debut full-length record, finally.
4: Of course, Jarvis Cocker. Who is Jarvis Cocker? He is part of that British pop that, you know, emerged in that moment when Oasis was huge, when Suede was defining glam rock, and there's Pulp, Jarvis Cocker's band, splitting the difference between intellectual inquiry and just like wild, rave-tastic rock and roll. <laughs> and. Right. Just Jarvis is one of the most incisive lyricists that we have in rock. And he's also one of the most, the freest performers, you know? I mean, you can yeah. hear it in his vocals on this record. He's still just such a wild singer of, of brilliant words. And I love that combination.
5: Yeah, boy. I mean, he's, he is, no one sounds like him, you know? That, this is Jarvis Cocker through and through.
2: He's always been what I would call just a wonderful weirdo. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love all of his observations on, on this record, on everything from street performers to paleolithic cave art and yes. clothing stores.
4: <laughs> Wasn't <laughs> he inspired know? by some book about the dawn of civilization right. or something? Right.
2: Yeah. It's all it's all in here. Yes. <laughs> Jarve Is. Jarve Is is the project from Jarvis Cocker. The album is called Beyond the Pale. We still have a handful of records that we want to play for this week's show, along with our lightning round of other notable releases. But first, we need to take a short break.
7: This message comes from NPR sponsor BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who specialize in issues such as isolation, depression, stress, anxiety, and more. Connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment when you need professional help. Get help at your own time and your own pace. Schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. Visit betterhelp.com songs to learn more and get 10% off your first month. This message comes from NPR sponsor BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who specialize in issues such as isolation, depression, stress, anxiety, and more. Connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment when you need professional help. Get help at your own time and your own pace. Schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. Visit betterhelp.com songs to learn more and get 10% off your first month.
2: It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ann Powers and Stephen Thompson, and we're looking at the best albums out on July 17th. We start the second half of the show off with the band Proto Martyr and their latest. It's <laughs> called Ultimate Success Today.
3: From out of the shadows
2: This is Proto-Martyr, the band Proto-Martyr. Their record is called Ultimate Success Today, and this song is processed by the boys. This is a deeply philosophical existential rock band from Detroit. We've been following since their debut in 2012. This is their fifth full-length record, and I don't think they needed to level up. (laughs) But boy, did they. Uh, They're just in beast mode on this one.
5: You know, when we talk about Proto-Martyr, so many people with this band talk about Joe Casey, who is the singer, and I'm using quotes around the word singer, because he mostly murmurs and and mumbles, you know, about like greed and societal collapse while looking like your math teacher. And, (laughs) you know, and and surrounded by band members who are roughly a, a decade younger than he is. But listening to this record, it's such a reminder that around him is this fantastic band that is bringing out the foreboding and the drama of each instrument. That song that you played processed by the boys, you can hear like you just feel the individual drum hits, you know, by the drummer Alex Leonard. You hear those epic guitars by Greg Ahey that yeah. are like stars unto themselves. This really for me like leveling up, I think is right. I think you're getting everything that we've liked about Joe Casey and his presence and point of view and profound pessimism, if I can alliterate as much as humanly possible, but you're also just hearing this great band like fully come into its own.
4: Joe Casey wrote this record going into his 40s, feeling not too well. And the songs, you know, really express a kind of fear of your own bodily decay. And yet I'm not bummed out by it.
2: (laughs) Well, yes, Stephen talks about Joe Casey's pessimism. And I mean... That's certainly in just about everything he does. But I always see little glimmers of light here and there that convinced me over the years that he's not hopeless, You know that Mm -hmm. he gets it. He understands that life is complicated and that there's a lot of bad in the world, but that that doesn't preclude one from enjoying the good things.
4: Absolutely. And I think he finds freedom in the band. It's like what you were talking about, Stephen, the catharsis they generate lifts him up and it lifts all Mm -hmm.
2: of us up. Totally blown away by this one. Proto-Martyr. The record is Ultimate Success Today. Let's go next to the singer Ellie Golding. She's back with a new one called Brightest Blue. <sighs> <sighs>
3: Sipping on my drink while you talk on the phone. I love your suit and in and the way that you smoke. I stumble in your dreams, but I know you don't want me to. No, no. Cause I've been holding it down, holding it down, waiting for the blood to rise. And you've been keeping me round, keeping me round, just so you could fantasize. could find something deeper, baby, but how deep is too deep? How deep is too deep? How deep is too deep? nothing
2: This is the singer Ellie Goulding. Her new one is called Brightest Blue, and this song is How Deep is Too Deep. Ellie Goulding, she's a major pop singer. I mean, maybe bigger in her home in the UK than she is here in the States, but I think this record is totally lit. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's big and bold and slick, but it's also packed with so many strange sounds and polyrhythms and these little bits of ear candy that kind of keep you wondering what's going on. I, I was really knocked out by this one.
4: That's such a great description of what Ellie Goulding does in her music, Robin, and has done since she burst into fame with her hit Lights, which was, I don't know, what was that, eight, 10 years ago or something now? You know, she has an amazing sense of melody and she has that voice this kind of almost childlike or or elvish quality that mingles perfectly with electronics. Mm -hmm. She also has great taste in collaborators, whether it's Diplo or Sway Lee or the late Juice World is on a track here. Also, one of my very favorite new artists, Serpent with Feet, makes an appearance. So Mm -hmm. she's got great taste, great sense of melody, and writes a perfect pop song.
5: This is a little bit of a growing up record. This is her first album in five years. It follows this long stretch where she was dealing with a lot of anxiety and imposter syndrome. And it's a nice continuation of this very successful sound that she's developed. But she's also evolving along the way, both personally and musically. I agree, this is a terrific record.
2: Ellie Goulding is the singer. Her new one is called Brightest Blue. Let's go next to Zara McFarlane. She's got a new one out today called Songs of an Underdog known
3: tongue. Him him the
2: this is the singer Zara McFarlane. Her new one is Songs of an Unknown Tongue. The song we're listening to from that record is called State of Mind. And back for this one is Radio Milwaukee's Tariq Moody. Hey, Tariq.
1: How's it going, Robin?
2: All right. I have heard Zara McFarlane called the UK's foremost jazz vocalist. But after hearing this record, I don't know, calling her a jazz singer doesn't really come close to all the genre hopping and other avant-garde things she's doing on this record.
1: Yes, it's kind of a departure for her. Like her first record was really kind of a traditional jazz mixed with a little bit of African vibes and Caribbean vibes. So it's very traditionally instrumentation. Her vocals really stood out more. And this album is completely, completely a different kind of departure for her, sonically and lyrically, because it's almost like a concept record.
2: Yeah, I read that she was inspired, at least in part, by this Jamaican legend called The White Witch of Rose Hall, which is uh, about a a ghost or a story about a ghost that supposedly haunts a plantation near uh, Montego Bay.
4: Well, I also heard, Robin and, and Tariq, that she was telling a very current story, which is the story of how... For herself as a black British woman, the legacies of colonialism and racial violence and uh, diaspora, both in the tragic sense and also, though, in the positive, beautiful sense of people building culture despite constant displacement.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, I, I kind of put it like I recently hosted a uh, NPR listing party for the Salt Record, another UK mm-hmm. kind of mysterious yeah. band. And their album, entitled Black Is, is kind of an overview of the black diaspora, like in a book, right? It's the uh, preface. Then Zara comes in like a chapter, really taking that diaspora and giving it a personal story and it, taking it deeper where Salt left off.
4: She has a song on this record called Native Nomad. And I just love that seemingly contradictory, actually paradoxical phrase, you know, that she is both wandering, that her people are wandering and then also though always native always drawn back to the home base you know the origin i really hear that in this music and the afrofuturist quality of this music
1: yes i was going to actually mention that that it definitely it conjures up i'm a big proponent big fan of the concept of afrofuturism in literature and recently in movies and sun Ra and and the musical arrangements the lyricism of this album really, I can see this being part of like Black Panther 2's soundtrack right? when it comes out. And the thing that I love is the percussions throughout this yeah. record. Like it's yeah. really, it hits you hard. You know where it's coming from. I feel like they wanted to make those percussions sing because that is part of the culture, right? Whether it's Jamaica or Africa, that the rhythms is the foundation of the diaspora. Like Roots of Freedom, like you definitely hear the, the Jamaican dub in that. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you say, when people are like, oh, Jamaican, so I might be here some reggae. And this is before reggae, right? Right. Yes. Uh, so, and I think most people think Jamaica and reggae is like an old, old thing. And it's, compared to the whole history of diaspora, it's a pretty new genre,
2: if you think about it. And this goes way beyond that. Zara McFarlane is the singer. Her new one is called Songs of an Unknown Tongue. Thanks so much, Tariq. Thank you. We have one more album that we want to play for this week's New Music Friday, but it's another packed week with a whole bunch of notable new releases that we should mention. I'll start with Bing and Ruth. Uh, Their new one is called Species. This is a A very calming ambient record from a a Brooklyn-based band that it's fronted by pianist David Moore. Bing and Ruth, the record is called Species. There's a a new one from the band Dead, and it's spelled D-E-H-D. The album is called Flower of Devotion. This is a trio from Chicago, a lot of different sounds coming together on on this record, but just very artful rock album, Flower of Devotion from Dead. Laraji has a new one called Sun Piano. This is a, a veteran musician from Philly. He's been making music for the past five decades. He's in his 70s now. It's very meditative music. It's inspired a lot by Eastern mysticism. Uh, He's a multi-instrumentalist, but this one is all solo piano pieces. Uh, Laraji, the album is called Sun Piano. Uh, And finally, Nicholas Jar. Nico Jar has a new one called Telus, and that's spelled T-E-L-A-S, Telus. He's a Chilean-American electronic artist. This is one of his more avant-garde records. It's only four tracks, but an hour long. Nicholas Jar Us, is the record.
4: If people are having their piano day with Laraji, they should also put on the new Christian Sands record, Be Water. Oh, yeah. Christian Sands is a totally fierce and powerful young pianist, and this this album goes in new directions for him. David Ramirez, who's one of my favorite songwriters out of Austin, has a a record called My Love is a Hurricane that started kind of as a love letter, then the relationship broke up. But man, he just goes new places and just finds this really soulful sound on this record. It's super great. Uh, There's also an emerging artist, S.G. Goodman, whose uh, album Old Time Feeling, produced by Jim James of My Morning Jacket, brings an exciting new voice to the field. And uh, if you like, Traditional, rooted, bluegrassy kind of music. Check out Laura Cortez and the Dance Cards. Uh, she's a great songwriter too. Her record's called That's
2: "A Great Record." Yeah,
4: Bitter Better. Well, first off, uh, this
5: week we got a, a, a new record, kind of, from a wonderful band, Illuminati Hotties, that we've talked about on this show before. Uh, this one's called Free IH, This Is Not The One You've Been Waiting For, which kind of suggests this is not a true, full, new Illuminati Hotties record. It's about 23 minutes long, but there are some real bursts of joy and cleverness in there. Uh, a new band called Crickets, uh, J.D. Samson of La Tigre, Roddy Bottom, Anne's favorite from Imperial Teen and Faith No More, And uh, Michael O'Neill from Men, Uh, they make this queer, minimalist, groove music, kind of electro rock. Uh, Their album is self-titled. That band is Crickets. And finally, uh, a funky pop producer from Melbourne uh, named Anika Schmarsel, who records under the name Alice Ivy. Uh, She's got an album full of great guests, people like Odette and Cadence Weapon. Her new album is called Don't Sleep.
2: All that music out now on July 17th, along with this last one that we want to play, it comes from the band Chloe It's called Maybe We Could. This is the band Klo, and it's spelled K L L O, pronounced Klo. The record is Maybe We Could, and the song we're listening to is called Still Here. This is a, a duo from Melbourne, Chloe Call and Simon Lam, their cousins, and this is their second full-length record together. It's I think it's I kept thinking it's like a cross between Sylvan Esso mm. and Radiohead. You know, it's moody with the skittering beats like Radiohead, but very hooky like Sylvan Esso.
5: There's just such a great kind of bittersweet melancholy throb through these songs and a lot of emotions that feel like in between emotions, a lot of doubt and want and alienation, all re- all wound up in these kind of thrilling little electro pop songs. I like this one a lot.
4: What really uh, stands out for me with this music is the way Chloe Call's voice mingles and melds with the sounds that she and Simon Lamb create. I... I genuinely was transported, as, as corny as that sounds.
2: Well, when I listened to this record, all I thought is, I want a cousin to make music with. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a great record. Maybe we could from Klo. K-L-L-O, Klo is the band. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. Thanks so much, Anne. Thank you so much. And Stephen. Thank you, Robin. As always, if you want to hear full versions of the songs we played, along with a bunch of other new tracks out this week, you can listen on our website, npr.org all songs. We're also in Apple Music and Spotify. Just open those apps and search for NPR's new Music Friday playlists. If you want to keep in touch and keep track of what all we're doing at NPR Music, including updates about tiny desk concerts and other playlists, sign up for our newsletter at npr.org musicnewsletter music newsletter. You can also follow us on Twitter at NPR Music. I'm at NPR O B I N, that's NP Robin. I hope you're doing well out there. Stay strong, be well, and treat yourself to lots of music.